1: They always like that part. uh, Rich guys have indigestion, so help yourself. (laughs) As long as you got all the medication necessary to make that fabulous meal delicious, you're all set. I never look at a meal and say, oh man, I can't eat that. I might get indigestion, said Mike Hayes. Never, ever. From La Crosse Distillery, our guest on Cooley Region Cooks this morning. If you are zooming along with us on facebook live matt brown from the distillery uh matt good morning hey merry christmas bud how you doing good morning doing well that's the important part glad to hear it how are things how are things across the street at the distillery
0: things are going actually way better than you know i guess they should be in these days uh carry carryout's been a big help. Um, people are supporting and showing up day after day. That's awesome. Uh, coming in for cocktails,
1: food, picking up spirits, taking food to go. Well, and that's during this hour, I do want to uh, 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 do a shameless plug for the non-menu items that the distillery is making available for uh, the holidays. Because a good friend of mine, I'll be honest, I'm not a big gin drinker. Uh, but I have heard yeah. from two people, one this morning, hey, I heard you're going to have Matt Brown on. Tell him is the gin, the holiday gin that he did that's got currants in it. Man, oh, man. I bought a bottle for my son for Christmas. I bought a bottle for me just because i would never had gin that had currants in it. It's really good. So, So there you go. From yeah. a guy who's not a huge gin person, loves it, giving a bottle to his son who is a huge gin person, he's really yeah. going to love it. So yeah, yay. those
0: those currents those currants give it a really cool color. I mean, you don't really see too many kind of slightly red gins. Yeah. Um, Can you taste it? Does the gin taste
1: it's in there. that much difference?
0: It's I mean, it's in there, it'll affect, you know, just it's not so much the piney kind of gin, I guess, that yeah. you know, most people are well, and that's, familiar with. Um, I'm
1: glad you mentioned that because I know that happens with I had, uh, I had the opportunity, for, and I'm old. I'm surprised I never did this before, but I, I had a glass of 40-year-old port the other day. And I, yeah, no kidding. I, I you know, if my mom was alive, I would politely nudge her out of the way for the last glass <laughs> of 40-year-old port if that was the case. It was so good. And I hear that with bourbon and, um, and scotch, a number of, of uh, alcohols. The better the quality the smoother they are. What oh, yeah. is it, what is it about the process that uh, that makes that alcohol so smooth?
0: I mean, it's, I'm, I'm no uh, master distiller. Um, Mitch uh, Parr is our, our distiller. And, um, you know, I, I pick up little things from him here and there, um, but it's just an, I, I believe it's an Oxid oxa, oxa oxygenation thing where it sits in the in the cask, sits in the barrels. Uh, um, just aging. A, you know, slight evaporation um, picks up the sweetness from the barrels. Um, Yeah. Speaking of that, we're actually you know you, you mentioned the Christmas gin. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do another another run of that. Uh, awesome. About mid month, I think, and so that'll be available again to the public
1: through the tasting room. Awesome, and that's uh, and next gin. Month, that's gin. But you guys do a lot yeah. more than just gin at lacrosse distillery too don't you
0: yeah uh those guys are working real hard um we we have our downtown Tootaloo the rock and rye whiskey it's real sweet that's probably our flagship product i'd say right now Is It that, uh it's flying off the shelves um actually we, we just started sales in colorado oh awesome um, so our products are available on the shelves in some of the major cities out there uh, minnesota just opened up so now we're over there um but yeah, in addition to the Tulu, you know, we have our, our high rye light whiskey. Um, we have two other varieties of gin, our field notes gin and the Navy Strength gin, which is a little stronger, higher proof. <laughs> Navy Strength. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a cool story behind that is, uh, you know, the word proof when it comes to spirits comes from, um, you know, military, sailors, and Navy would pour a little alcohol in their gunpowder and light it, and if it would you know, burst, you know, it was a higher proof. So they knew they weren't getting,
1: you know. Uh, the cheap stuff.
0: Product, yeah, with yeah. water. So, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I did not know that. That's. Uh, yeah. I did not so know So Navy that. Strength,
0: that's where that comes from. Um, <laughs> and we do, we do have our uh, three varieties of vodka, potato vodka, rye vodka, and corn vodka. Uh, and then next month we'll be releasing uh robber's rye whiskey. Ah. So this is a Maryland, a Maryland style rye. Um, so it's, it's predominantly made with rye, but there's a, a good amount of sweet corn added to it to, to soften the, the bite of the, the rye. So it'll be a smoother, sweeter whiskey that, that'll be available through our tasting room next month. As
1: well. Awesome. Well, and, and it's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to change my ways. I think I don't drink hard liquor at all primarily because any time – and honestly, any time I've ever had it, like gin, for instance, and I have no idea. You know, somebody just said, hey, you want a gin and tonic? Sure. You want the rail yeah. gin? No, give me a glass. Of, you know, that doesn't have to be the $100 bottle, but, uh, you know, a little better. Tastes like pine cones. Okay, it's not bad. I'm not interested. Thank you very much. I'll have a beer. Uh, and then someone told me about scotch and and i sat uh, at a table for a couple of hours one afternoon this many years ago and here's here's one here's another here's a third taste the difference it was dramatic it was it Isn't was it? really fun do you have people that don't really like me i don't know what i'm buying i would simply come in and say i need a really good bottle of scotch or rye whiskey i you know cuz i really yeah. don't know you're going you're going to set down three glasses and and ask me which is which. I don't know. I just know I don't like these two, but I do like this one. Uh, is it that simple? Do people do that when they come into the distillery?
0: Well, you know, we, anything that's on our shelves, you know, if you are interested, you can step up to the bar and ask, you know, for a tasting, just a small amount, you know, something to your liking. Also we have, we'll have flights of our spirits too, you know, where you can go through and compare like our three different uh, vodkas. It's, the, the difference between just the products that are used to distill them is, yeah, like you said, kind of night and day.
1: It's a yeah, it's just a spectrum of flavors. It's dramatic. You're right. And, and are you going to broaden the kinds of, uh, of liquors that you guys make? Are you going to ever do uh, a scotch or a bourbon or I can't think of whatever else uh, is on the shelf? Yes.
0: Well, the bourbon uh, – I think our bourbon release um, – It'll be in this upcoming year, oh. and I think for it technically to go from a you know, like I said, no distiller here, just a chef. But uh, no, no, I get it. To, to go from you know a whiskey to a bourbon, I think you know you can call it that after its aged for two years in the barrel. Ah. Um, and I've sampled some because we have a we have a, a barn um, out in Minnesota, you know that houses uh, all of our barrels, you know with the bourbon sitting in it. Just, sure taking its time doing this thing. <laughs> and I, I took a sample, you know, we, we played with some, uh, I made a black garlic bourbon butter for a steak oh. uh, that we did. Oh. Yeah. And oh. so I was you know lucky, lucky enough to get a little glimpse of it. And I saw what it looks, what it looked like when I went into the barrel, you know, it's clear spirits for the uh, most part. Uh-huh. And it picks up all that Oak and all that, that, you know, the, the goodness of the wood. Um, and it was, I mean, it's going to be good. Yeah, it was very smooth. And it's, I can
1: hardly wait. You know, boy, it's... oh boy, keep me in uh, keep me in mind when when that comes back around. Just to remind me, not for a free bottle, I'll come over and buy one. Oh yeah, uh, but, but I, you know, it would be just like me to come over there randomly sometime later in the year and to hear uh, the bartender say, "Oh man, Hayes, we just sold our last bottle last week. Sorry, come back next year." Uh,
0: well, I, that's a that's a limited release, you know. The, oh, I get it. it it's good. It's, it, it's, it keeps everybody kind of excited, I guess, just new products coming. I think we're doing a quarterly and a special release.
1: Well, I'm happy to schmooze the, those releases on this program anytime as well. So, you know, if oh, you're fantastic, well, yeah, all you got to do is call me and say, hey, so I need to I need to come on Cooley Region Cooks. We got a brand new. Well, and I, so that leads me to your part of this program. That's not all about making whiskey or gin. But how often do you get one of your distillers? That will come to you and say, hey, Matt, we have, I got a bourbon that's coming out or I've got a current gin that's coming out or whatever it is. It is so good and so unusual and so limited and so delicious. You got to try some of this and then figure out how to pair it with some foods on the menu. Does that happen very often? I'd say usually it's the other way around. Oh, is it? It
0: (laughs) is. Saying, hey, when's it going to be ready? When can I try it? Ah. <laughs> well, but, but you-, you know, for we have our New Year's uh, New Year's Eve dinner coming up, um, and I'm going to be basically incorporating one of each of the spirits into each of the dishes, and the bar oh. is going to pair a cocktail with it. So that'll be me again, kind of tugging it super. In our distiller's sleep.
1: Is that fun? Is that fun for you, or the, the, the kind of challenge you enjoy? Yeah, and it's the fact that you know,
0: our we source our products locally is huge, and I can. You know, if we're I'm using a corn creme on the soup, you know, I can incorporate some of the corn vodka into it. And um like right now we're using uh the same organic heirloom corn in our cornbread. Oh. So they 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 mash the, the corn for the spirits. I take some of that same corn, uh we work it into our cornbread that we serve with uh, fried chicken on Sundays.
1: Wow. It's corn on the cob. It's mashed corn. It's cornbread. It's vodka. It's all the same. (laughs) Oh man.
0: Utility player. I'm telling
1: you that's, that's a, that's a team that is using natural resources to the extreme. Yeah. Bountiful in our area. I guess so. That's, that's awesome. So what do you have on the menu these days? Tease me a little bit and then we'll take a quick break.
0: Well, I I imagine you get some lunch breaks over there. You Absolutely, can over and try. Uh, we have a, a wagyu skirt steak uh, as a feature for about the next week and a half. Um,
1: Did, what kind of skirt steak?
0: Wagyu. So. Wow, it's a, wagyu. It's a, I thought
1: for a minute there yeah. you said wide goose, and I thought <laughs> I never heard of a wide no goose.
0: goose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this this skirt steak. It's is. Killer, you know we serve beans, rice, some tortillas. You make make a taco, um, but that'll be on um, a feature we're running for a little bit here. Uh, we got our fried Brussels sprouts back on the menu finally. Uh, That's a big favorite. From, yeah, from yeah, everybody.
1: Well, and it, how many people eat the fried Brussels sprouts? But first they say, "Yeah, you know I really everybody. don't like <laughs> I don't like Brussels sprouts." <laughs> but I've heard a lot about these, so let me have I'll have some of those. And then they change everybody. their deal. Everybody
0: and even. Even some cooks that, you know, I have a make it, and they make it, and I say, have you tried it yet? And they go, no, I don't like Brussels sprouts. And I, I kind of pick one up, and put it in their hand,
1: and right. eat it. You want to keep your job, yeah. eat this.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. I mean, it, yeah. It, it, it's not the slimy Brussels sprouts, I guess, you ate when you were a kid. These are Right.
1: That, well, and and uh, I have to credit my uh, eldest son for turning me on to cooking Brussels sprouts in some different way than put a little bit of water in a bowl, fill it with raw Brussels sprouts, sprinkle a little bacon on top, put it in the oven, take it out in a period of time and eat it. Yeah. You know, yeah. those Brussels sprouts need a lot more bacon. So then that was my experience. <laughs> that was my experience. I think you could use a lot more bacon. Yeah. Well, and then Just he served it. them to me one, one time used to live in Austin, Texas, served them to me in the dark. We were eating out in the out in the backyard because it's nice weather all the time. And it was dark, and I didn't really know what it was. I was eating on this kebab, on this stick. Uh, it was beets and Brussels sprouts and all kinds of stuff. And I thought, wow, this little golf ball thing, this is really tasty. What is it? Didn't even recognize <laughs> it as a Brussels sprout. And you know, it's a Brussels sprout, Dad. Wow, this is awesome. So, I, I you know, I've had to change my tune considerably about all kinds of foods that I ate as a kid, lima beans. There's another one. Nobody likes lima beans until, you know, you have them served just the right way. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny, the the tables are
0: turned. Your son's tricking you into eating vegetables. Yeah.
1: Well, and I don't even mind anymore. I will never say no, thank you to anything uh, that's offered to me that I've never had before. Uh, Because if you're cooking, whatever it is, if you're cooking it, and I've never had it served, created that way, cooked that way, served that way. I'm going to try it, uh, which is why I can't say I, uh, I don't like zucchini anymore, which I never liked until Atala Hindele from, uh, from one of the local churches uh, brought some in for, right before their fundraiser. You get little baby ones, and they were stuffed with, I don't remember now, yeah. pork and whatever. He said, what do you think of these? I said, they're pretty cool. I thought they were going to be pickles. They're not pickles. You know, I know, they're zucchini. Really, I used to not like zucchini. I can't even say that anymore.
0: Uh, same way, yeah. Zucchini and squash. I, I guess those the summer ones. I
1: right. I do li- need a little love. Sometime this summer, when you're doing something with with uh 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 cucumbers, then call me and I'll come over. Cause I still don't like cucumbers. I still <laughs> I still have not had a cucumber served in a way that I really enjoyed. So. So, uh, oh, wanna... you know, here's a, here's an easy one. All right. Here's an easy one. All right. So,
0: uh, and I'm not the biggest raw cucumber fan, but you toss them in lime juice and a little chili powder and it's, it just doesn't even taste like a cucumber for the most part. They're mostly water. But, so they pick up any flavor, but lime juice, chili powder, salt.
1: Really? And it's a whole different vegetable. Yeah. Cucumber tossed in lime juice, chili powder, and a little salt. Yeah. Oh, man, it's gonna kill me to have to admit to you they were really good. but I am gonna try that because everybody I know loves cucumbers, just not me. Maybe the next time I have a salad and they're on the salad i'll I'll ask uh, so when your waiter brings me a salad and then he comes back into the kitchen and says, "There's some weird guy out there who wants a little a little side of lime juice and chili powder. What is that? Yeah, that would be me. I-
0: I'm sure that uh, they would love to, to accommodate.
1: Yeah, oh well good. that's the that's the important mm. thing. All right. let me take a quick break. We'll come back. What do you want to cook? What do you want to share next? <laughs> Besides uh, well, cucumbers and chili pots. And
0: yeah, we'll pick it up when we come back.
1: All right, we'll be right back. We're Cooley Region cooking. Matt Brown uh, Matt Brown is our guest from the Lacrosse distillery. Look out the window. Yeah, he's right there waving. Yeah, you could talk me into a steak. I-, I would eat a steak, maybe with some uh, Brussels sprouts on the side. I think I'd probably go with Brussels sprouts before I went with cucumbers tossed and lime juice and chili powder. But hey, you know, I- I've uh, I've been known to change my mind at the last minute, too. Our guest on Cooley Region Cooks this morning is Matt Brown from La Crosse Distillery. And uh, we've been talking about booze and side dishes so far. I'm curious, how does the pandemic and the number of people who actually come into the restaurant affect what menu you put together?
0: Well, it's there, you know, during the, the initial shutdown, that was uh, that was a big curveball. You know, we basically kind of ran what we could to, to run out product when it was you know curbside when we first started doing that. Um and then you know the market kind of dictates you're seeing people want family kind of family style meals, um comfort food, uh you're adding, uh, you know, starchier items. Um, sure. but for us for us, these family style takeouts, uh which you know we're offering right now, it's a separate menu, feeds four people. Um, you know, we got like a pack of four burgers, uh comes with like three pounds of fries or something
1: ridiculous.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we brought I, you those enchiladas last time. Um,
1: I th- yeah, I break. think so. They so were awesome.
0: Enchiladas, uh, you know, they're already, you know, you can pick them up hot. They're in kind of those foil lasagna pans. Got and it. And the thing weighs probably about five pounds. Yeah. That'll feed that'll feed more than four people.
1: All right. So your uh, sidewalk menu yeah. is different from your in-house menu.
0: It's, it's kind of bulked up is uh, it? versions okay. of it you know, to, to feed, uh, feed the family or, you know, hit the couch, have some leftovers.
1: Well, um, sure. And, and I think most people that, uh, that want to do that kind of uh, sidewalk meal would even make for planned overs. I have certainly, when I've made a meal and I know it's going to be good, yeah. I'm going to be feeding three people, but I'm going to cook enough to feed six because I want to eat it again tomorrow. Or later, you know. Planned overs, absolutely. Yeah. Planned overs, absolutely. So, what's uh, what's on your in-house menu these days?
0: Well, I mean the 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 or the classic hits are still there. Our mahi tacos are you know always a big seller. Oh, uh, fish
1: tacos. Why does that scare people?
0: Fish, yeah, I, fish tacos. Sure. I, huh? It's not scaring the not scaring the people that are getting it from us. Good. For, we're selling a crazy amount. Um, our burgers. I talked to some friends in other restaurants, and this is a burger town. I think just hmm. about every restaurant I, buddy I talked to, no matter, you could have your most creative, innovative dish on the menu, and your burger is always going to be the number one seller, and uh, that's how it is for us, too. So our Baja burger is, uh, I think Monday night, we sold like 51 of them. Wow. We had a big, uh, we had a big carryout uh, massacre, kind of, like <laughs> the phone was just ringing off the hook. Yeah. So, um, yeah, aside from that, uh, we we rotate some features out every couple weeks, just a kitchen feature um, that that Wagyu skirt steak is on there now. Um, And then aside from that, you know, we got got beets on there. Those are in season right now. We got a beet dish. I do love beets.
1: I do love beets. Marinated, pickled, pickled beets. I could eat those cooked or raw. Those are awesome. And way different than just... Yeah.
0: Tossed in a honey walnut vinaigrette, Um, so it's, you know, a cold salad, pine nuts, uh, uh, Greek yogurt, real real light, real earthy, kind of very fall flavors.
1: I would, you know, and all those things mixed together sound delicious. I know people who, yeah, I don't really like yogurt. Yeah, but you never had it like this. I'm not going to bring you a cup of yogurt that you're going to eat with a spoon plain. (laughs) Stir it all up and mix it together, yeah. you know. Because I, gosh, mostly with kids. Thank goodness I haven't seen very many adults look at a, pl- a plate, mm-hmm. sat down. Oh man, I can see there's onions in there. I don't really like onions. Yeah, but did you ever? Oops, you just went away. Did you touch? One talk, moment. Oh, there we go.
0: I, I think I need to turn off my phone calls or something. Oh,
1: oh, is that it? Okay. Uh, well, yeah. you know, I, people bring a plate that's got a bunch of things all marinated together, served together, and want to pick out, I don't really like uh, onions, so I'm going to pick those out and, you know, and then then taste the dish and say, I don't know, that's not a big deal. You know, you picked out half of the ingredients. What do you mean? You have no idea <laughs> what that day's like because you didn't eat it that way. That's a, and I would never, personally, I would never do that because if, if somebody else likes it, I want to find out why. So I'm all over having a bite. Make me that, can you, can you cook me a Wagyu steak and just a couple of minutes we get a stop for news here shortly but that I'm really I'm really interested in that uh, wide goose skirt steak <laughs>
0: yeah we can talk through that one I got a, I got another one I've been working on too that we can we can bounce around that it's easy to do at home something I'm really thinking I'm oh, these days
1: all right we'll tell you what then we'll do that and we'll do we'll come back and cook a couple of steaks I got a good friend who who uh, no matter what the restaurant is we could go to the most exclusive expensive fabulous restaurant in the universe. He wants a steak and fries. Oh, yeah, not complaining, just saying. He wants a steak and fries. Okay, (laughs) but you know this other, uh uh-huh, well, you could have that. I'm going to have a steak and fries. A big steak, because I want to take some of it home. Cooley Region Cooks will be right back. And we haven't even finished this program yet, and Matt Brown and I are already planning for the next one, because... It's way too much fun to talk about food, food and and uh, and booze. It's okay to call the beverages from Lacrosse Distillery booze, isn't it? That's is that okay?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I wanna just want to make
1: sure because we had for a long, long time, uh, we would refer to the uh, law enforcement as cops, and I would get hard time from people. You can't call them cops. That's rude. So we asked, you guys mind? Being called cops? No, are you kidding? I got a show named after me. It used to be on. I going to say. Yeah, it, you know, that's not on the air anymore. But uh, no, of course we don't mind being called cops. I didn't want to call your fabulous beverage that's been in storage in Minnesota for two years. Hey, they got a new bottle of booze over at the distillery. No, no, Hayes, this is not booze. Booze is on the lower shelf. This is on the top shelf.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we... Handcrafted spirits, you know whatever whatever floats
1: your boat. <laughs> well, that's okay. We can start with booze. Hey, they got a new booze over there. It's a handcrafted bourbon. I finally talked them into doing a bourbon because because uh, I didn't like gin until I tasted that current gin, and now I guess now I'm I'm liking too many things, and I got to have the cocktail, you know, because I I probably wouldn't just drink it as a shot. I'm I'm not oh, a big. Yeah, I
0: got, I got- I got one for you, Mike. You okay. said you're a beer drinker. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we have a brewing program as well. We brew our own beer. Of course you uh, do. <laughs> I think, and we sell we sell cans right right by the host stand when you walk in the door. Really, you get 16 ounce cans.
1: I did not know and that. I did not know that you guys make beer over there also. Yeah, yeah. Completely we, uh, unaware. Actually,
0: just brought in our our distiller was kind of helming that program, and we brought in a, a full time guy that just runs our our beer program. Cool. And next week we'll have a uh, a barrel age stout. Ooh. So he, he made this stout. He threw it in a whiskey barrel for a couple months. Um, he actually just took the first barrel. He, he removed that. He's going to work some magic with it to get it into the tap lines next week. But we're taking cool. the barrel that that the stout came out of that used to have whiskey in it. And we've been fermenting habanero chilies, habanero peppers uh, for a little while. And we're putting those into the barrel and we're making a hot sauce.
1: So wow. that will be a barrel-aged uh, habanero stout hot sauce. And and does the stout take over from the whiskey that was in it first? Is the whiskey flavor gone because it was beer for such a long period of time? I think, no, that'll be in that wood. Uh, yeah. I think for- I just forever. wondered, yeah. And that's yeah. the fun thing about it for me right off the bat is, wow, that's really good. Can I have some more? No, because the barrel's empty now, <laughs> and we can never do this again ever in the history of ever because that barrel had this kind of whiskey in it before, and it was for this amount of time, and this many peppers, and all all of those things have to happen exactly the same, which, as you so, know, is yeah. really difficult to do. <laughs> And you know, you can kind of line it up.
0: Um, and then after we take our hot sauce out, he's going to do another run of the beer, So it'll have a little bit of Ooh, a
1: built into that spicy into that beer. I'm liking that. Yeah. My mouth is water. I'm uh, trying not to slobber all over the place. Yeah. It was easy we when a, it was just radio. Another... Now Facebook is wondering Sorry, yeah. why, why is the front of your shirt all wet haze? Cause, <laughs> cause I've been drooling all over this beer and, and, and booze. All right. So you, it's you said right. you had a couple of steaks, the, uh, the uh, uh, skirt steak, but you, another one you've been kicking around. Let's talk to me about that.
0: Yeah, this is a great one that you can do at home. Um, probably more than likely some ingredients you got uh, in the fridge and the cupboard. Um, I've been, I've been working on this. It's like a smoked chili con queso. So essentially Ooh. just a cheese dip. Um, now I, m- I mentioned before, you know, we, since we're doing all this carry out, we have a bunch of those foil, like lasagna pans sure. and they're everywhere now, um, <laughs> And, he, you know, maybe even if you pick up some food and you get, you know, you save it, you can do this in the, you know, afterwards, save a buck. Sure. But uh, you can do this in the oven, throw it on your grill. If you have a smoker at home, really, you're just combining six or seven ingredients in that foil pan.
1: Yeah. You can leave
0: it uncovered. Um, basically, you, you want to start with like a processed cheese, even like Belvita. Okay. Um, Cut that up in cubes. You know, that'll be the majority of what you're putting in there. Okay. Um, and I worked in some cheese curds. Uh, Clock Shadow Creamery just white cheese curds. They'll melt. Oh. So you know, it's a mix of the, the white cheese curd and the processed cheese. Um, and I don't care what anybody says. You know that that processed Velveeta. It's it's gonna be good every time. Well, in
1: these days, Warner they've upped garbage. their game too. Remember when it wasn't actually cheese. You know, it was Velveeta cheese <laughs> product. Okay, it's all chemicals, all right? But yeah, now it's <laughs> now it's actual cheese. And I know lots of people don't put your nose up at me, but when you taste this cheese dip, you'll say this is really good. Yeah. It's all creamy and delicious. How did you do that? You don't want to know because you're gonna think, yeah. nah, 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 nah. you can't uh, you can't make that kind of creamy, gooey cheese dip without cheese that melts, and that would be uh, that would be Velveeta. Yeah
0: and then uh you know what i did is i had green chilies and canned tomatoes which you know you may have like rotel oh uh in your in your cupboard yep. um can of that i did some jalapeños uh a little bit of milk or cream just to kind of help it you know uh, smooth out yeah. um and i threw some bacon in and really you just you know turn your oven to like 350 uh uh-huh. it's going to slowly melt you just give it a couple stirs you know every 10 15 minutes okay um and with us smoking it, uh, it you know us oh you know you, you got a half a can <laughs> of beer there you're working on sure throw a little beer in there have some beer cheese dip, um, but I just kind of threw it together playing around with the idea and it was gone before you know it hit the table just about.
1: Well, it will the flavor I don't have a smoker, so would the flavor could I come close to the flavor if I used smoked bacon or smoked yeah. peppers? Oh, yeah. Because I'm not going to be able to smoke the whole thing. I'll put the whole thing on the grill, most likely, on a cold days. Uh, if it's not raining or snowing, I'm going to go out on the grill. But I well, don't have... Throw your,
0: throw your cover on the grill and, you know, you'll pick up all the, the charcoal
1: smoke. Ah, there we go. That'll work. Okay. Man, that yeah. does sound tasty. That does sound tasty. Okay, so then are you going to... And that's that's a side... That's cheese dip while the steak is grilling?
0: Yeah, or you know, you, you you do that. You set that out for people to kind of munch on while you're grilling your steaks. Uh, you know, you can't rust the steaks. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta hit one side. They gotta hit the other. They gotta rest.
1: So, are you a uh, are you a quick and dirty steak cooker or, or a slow uh, slow and go steak oh, cooker?
0: I mean, quick and dirty as soon as I can eat it. Probably, yeah, is about the best course. Well, and um, I
1: ask, I I think so too. You know, put it. Uh, I I have. I don't even remember where I initially heard it, but somebody who knows way more about it than me once said, "Turn on your your grill so that it's a billion degrees, 500 whatever. Turn it up high, then then make sure the grate's all clean and everything. Then set your steak down on it, and then turn the then now turn the grill down so that the, it it will be uh, the first few minutes of cooking that steak will be at 500, 490, 450, 475, whatever." And then come back and flip it over when it's back down to 400 degrees ish for a couple of minutes on each side, and you're and you're cooked. Is that similar to the way you guys do it?
0: It seems like that there's you know there's so many different ways you can do it. Yeah. We, we have a, a char broiler, you know, just you? you know your standard kind of commercial kitchen grill. Um, we do have our smoker out back as well, um, but you know we hate sending hate to see meat go out. You know, well done. Oh. So. And right skirt steaks they're you know that's a real thin cut of meat so you're only talking you know minute and a half on yeah. each side yeah. maybe a couple turns and it's and, done you know yeah
1: have you ever had to to go out and apologize to a customer who asked you to prepare a really nice really expensive really exclusive steak and he wants it medium well or well have you ever had to go out and tell the customer boy I'm really sorry Pick something else. I can't. <laughs> I cannot cook this fifty-dollar steak medium well or well done. I can't do it.
0: I think the best thing you can do is maybe you know your your server ask them a couple of times. Are you sure? You know, yeah. Are you sure? You're sure. Yeah. Um, I've yeah I you know those tomahawk those ribeyes with uh-huh. rib bone hanging out. You bet. A guy order one. It was like well done. Like ten minutes before we closed, and I mean the steak was. That yeah, thick. It, it took about 45 minutes i think to get it uh Jeez. his liking but i mean they're they're paying for it
1: yeah so, well and that's and that i get it. it the thing that would burn me if i was you burn me I, that was a little cooking joke there uh would bother me if i'm i'm you and i just gave this person a 50 dollars steak and they had a bite and said I don't know what the big deal is. $50 steak it tastes like every other steak in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 like you know. Hamburger. Yeah, it tastes it tastes like a regular steak. You guys are full of baloney. I'm never coming back here. At many many years ago at uh, used to be called Jimmy's Dell Bar. Now it's just Dell Bar in the in Wisconsin Dells. A steakhouse never been there before. Friends took us for dinner and I was told order whatever you want. And the me- I opened up the menu and I knew wow this is really exclusive because there's no prices everything is a la carte oh, yeah. and there's no prices on anything so for the Ooh, first boy. time in my life i had uh, an italian cave aged oh, uh, yeah. ribeye oh my god and i ordered it medium well and uh, the she said are you sure you know she went away she came back a few minutes later and said sir i'm i'm really sorry but you need to choose something else on the menu chef will not prepare this steak That way, he won't do it. And I thought, well, first I thought, what do you mean he won't do it? Customer's always right. And then I thought, wait a minute. I'm in a five-diamond restaurant, and the chef just (laughs) politely told me I'm an idiot. And so rather than change to a pork chop or whatever, I said, please have the chef prepare it. a Chef's choice. I want this steak. Serve it to me the way you'd be proud for a contest or whatever. And brought it back out just barely over rare i mean it was rare and then whatever 30 seconds not even a minute maybe 10-15 seconds on each side more than rare cut it open it was pink in the middle i didn't even need a knife for the rest of the steak it was so so good and i've never you know just medium rare is the most i would ever have a steak cooked anymore it that was that was my epiphany. Changed your life. Yeah. It, it did it absolutely. I got goosebumps just remembering that steak. It was so good.
0: You know, that's that's funny. You you, you mentioned that. Uh, you said it. Uh, you know, this was a while ago. Yeah. There's, uh there's those old school chefs that. They they will tell you exactly how they feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you well, know, you I, hear the stories about guys throwing pots and pans at cooks, and, <laughs> and the cultures the cultures changed a little bit. You know, you really there's a lot of HR out there now. That I can get it. away with
1: that. And you can't do that. And you got to be polite. You got to be polite. You know, and he's going to tell his friends. No, what he's going to tell his friends is, I went to that restaurant, had their fabulous steak that was super expensive, and it was really boring. So I'm never going back. I've told thousands, well, I've just told tens of thousands of people on the radio that the chef, and I don't even know if he's still there. This was way more than 10 years ago. The chef there said, no, I won't cook your steak the way you want it. And if he hadn't done that, I would have never had a delicious steak ever again since ever in my life. I'd still be eating them the wrong way.
0: In my, in my career, it's never gotten that extreme, you know, maybe there has been an eye roll or, you know, just a a nod of the head, but uh, people are paying and, you know, we're lucky to have that
1: these days, yeah. especially,
0: you know, people. Okay.
1: Well, you money. know, with the provide, with the little, uh, uh, the, the steak with a little note attached to the steak, if you don't like it, it's your fault. You probably can't do that, but you know, just remember, this is not the way uh, that normal people eat a steak. They're bucko. That's just too remember bad.
0: You wanted this. You, you wanted, this.
1: you wanted this. You got to eat the whole thing. All right. So, uh, that, that uh, skirt steak, how do you prepare that?
0: Um, this one, just based on the quality of the steak, and that's that's something that's going to be real important too. If you're you know you're sorting meat, uh, if it's you know high quality, you know there's a little higher price point. You try it, salt and pepper, and really the maximum amount of flavor is going to be the from the the fat and the yeah you know, the the steak itself. And you know lesser cuts or you know cheaper ends of parts of the cow, you know you want to marinate or um, you know, come up with like a crazy spice blood. So this one,
1: we, we're just doing salt and pepper. You still um, cook it the same way though. You on high heat for a few minutes, each yeah. side it's done. Get some nice grill marks, yeah. um, rest it,
0: uh, skirt steak. You know, it's, it's a little harder to find, I guess, just because there's on each cow, there's such a finite amount of it. Um, it's just <laughs> a, a real small cut, you know, as opposed to, you know, a loin or a, ch- ch- oh, shoulder, sure. you know, or a big piece of meat. Um, So, you know, that's what's great is when you see these things in restaurants, they have access to kind of larger amounts of it. Um, You get a chance to try something maybe you couldn't find, you know, just at every butcher aisle.
1: Well, and I wonder how many people that go to the grocery store who look at a skirt steak and say, well, you know, I don't have $20 a pound money in my pocket, but I got $5, $6 $5, $6 a pound of money in my oh, pocket. Yeah. I'm going to buy one of those. I'm going to take it home. I'm going to cook it just like I cook every other steak. And then I'm going to say out loud to all my friends, skirt steak is horrible. Are you kidding? <laughs> I cooked it on the grill and it was tough. And I, you know, yee, it was horrible because you cooked it wrong. You got to pay attention oh, to that know, too. Days,
0: everybody's got those phones in their pockets. And even as a professional, the amount of just a Google on something, even just to double check. I mean, if you're trying something new like that, even just type what it is yeah. into Google. Don't and- do
1: it the old-fashioned way, the old way. <laughs> you didn't like it then. Pretend. You won't like it now.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I know everything. I mean, there's, there's a lot of information out there and a lot of help.
1: Well, and that. I'm sure you've had guests that have told you, I'm only an expert in one thing, my opinion. And in my yeah, opinion, a steak that's red in the middle is the best. Okay, well, good. Good for you. You and I are on the same page. Your dad, however, your father in law, he doesn't like this. So just be careful. Yeah. That stuff. All right. Besides, uh, me, take uh, take true. me to a plate of something that's not meat. What else is real popular these days?
0: Uh, well, we just added our, our web salad back to the menu. Um, I think, you know, in, in between all of the, I'm guessing everybody's ordering a lot of food. Yeah, yeah. Take out a. Uh, Eat Street, all those delivery apps are, you know, hotter than ever. So there is a lot of fast food getting people. So uh, we're, we're moving a few of these salads now. I think people are oh, awesome kind of working some some health back into the, the regiment. Um, so I love just an iceberg, you know, iceberg salad. Like it's – you could cut it in four pieces. You got your wedge. Uh, we have a smoked chili buttermilk dressing, um, which is essentially – I don't, I will never call it ranch on the menu just because if people see ranch, they yeah. will. Oh, I don't like uh, that. They'll ask us to bring out the hose and <laughs> keep it coming. So, smoked chili buttermilk. Uh,
1: smoked chili buttermilk dressing. Oh, man. That's yeah. Great. So,
0: you know, bacon, uh, tomato, avocado. Uh, we get these great purple daikon radishes from. Ooh. Uh, Driftless Organics in Viroqua, a uh, great farm that we yeah, work
1: with. They, yeah, um, they work with a lot of people. I think anybody who likes to eat knows about that Driftless farm in Viroqua. Oh, yeah. Man, they got all kinds of delicious stuff coming out of that place. That's awesome. All right, I got to take one more break. Our, I'll give you a couple oh, yeah. of minutes. I have, uh, what have I got? Uh, 90 seconds to come up with the tasty dessert to go with our steaks and salad that we just did. 90 seconds. I'll be right back. We're Cooley Region yeah, Cooking with Matt Brown from La Crosse Distillery. I'll tell you what. If I haven't, well, and with my uh, with my friend Matt Brown, if we haven't convinced you to try either from the sidewalk or inside to go to La Crosse Distillery for lunch or for dinner... Uh, then I have failed miserably in my ability to to talk food as a fat old man because, man, oh, man, the the food over there, I have never. I was telling my friend Scott, who bought a bottle of your current gin for his son, who's a big gin snob, and then he had a sip and liked it so much. He said, I don't even like gin, but that was so good, I went back and bought myself a bottle, and I shared with him a story of years ago sitting at the bar when you guys had been open for, I don't know, a month or so, and uh, ordered an appetizer because I didn't know what it was. I can't remember now, but we didn't understand the word. It was like, what the heck is this? I don't even know what it is, but bring me an order. We ended up there for several hours. We had one of everything on the menu. There was, I don't know, six of us. We ordered one of everything and then just shared it up and down the line. Never had a single bite that we didn't think was absolutely delicious, especially the weird stuff. (laughs) <laughs> the unusual stuff. Yeah, well, we yeah, we
0: started out with a little more Mexican flair, so there was uh, quite, you know, quite a bit of, of Spanish and um, kind of some exotic ingredients that, you know, we still weave in and out of the menu. Yeah. So it's I
1: mean, it's always something just Good stuff. push push push. Good stuff. All right, we got 2 minutes. Make me a dessert, please. Well, I would suggest uh something that we've
0: been uh I've utilized just to for ease of getting stuff out, you can make a big batch of it. But we've been doing ice cream cake, um, and you know, steak and cake and ice cream just can't go wrong there. No, really. Um, what do you do so that's different? What, you make your own ice cream. Uh, we will be starting uh, about mid-month. I'm, okay. I'm picking up an ice cream okay. maker. Okay, uh, all right. Actually, we're gonna do a smoked peanut butter ice cream
1: coming up for New Year's. But, uh, smoked peanut butter? Yeah, why not? Ice cream? No, why no, I've, I've never even <laughs> that never even crossed. Man, you guys, you must stay up really late. You know, you're sitting with your smoking guys thinking, well, we've, we've smoked all the vegetables that there are. What else can we smoke? We can't smoke, we can't smoke whipped cream because it melts. Well, what? I know what we can smoke. We can smoke peanut butter. Speaking of that, I'm really hungry. I'm going to oh, go try to right something right now. Something coming up with that
0: stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, That's crazy. But, yeah, with uh, ice cream cake, you know, you, you take a layer of brownies. You know, you got a brownie pan. Uh-huh. You, you cook a thin layer of brownies, throw it Most- in the cooler or your, your refrigerator, cool it down. Ice cream, smash it on top of the brownies, put it back in the freezer, slice it up. You got brownie, you got ice cream, <laughs> and you got ice cream cake.
1: Right. Well, you did it a little differently because you got a fabulous brownie underneath there. And uh, pretty soon, some homemade ice cream on top. In the meantime, that tastes really, really good. Really good. What's on? You got anything special on the menu tomorrow? Tomorrow, we're
0: doing our fish fry. So, uh, walleye, um, uh, Great Lakes walleye, uh, classic Wisconsin fish fry. You got your slaw. You got your uh, tartar sauce, french fries, rye bread. Uh, You can stop in, have a cocktail, have a beer with it. You try our Scotty Sidecar beer, which is a, a dill pilsner. Uh, it's a pilsner that's got a little hint of dill to it. Scotty Sidecar. It's pickle beer.
1: <laughs> pickle, hey, why not? Pickle beers. Smoked <laughs> peanut butter and pickle beer. Really? Where did you go for dinner? <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> pandemic's really been pushing us to I get to the La <laughs> distillery. Thank you very much for doing this. Can we do it again sometime, Matt? I'd love to, Mike. I'll be in touch. It's 11 o'clock on WIZM Lacrosse.